So without further ado, welcome again to the journey with me day. I know where I was, this is where I am, and together we're about to find out where I am going to be. Alright, Miss Love, uh, thank you very much for agreeing to do this with me. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for giving um, thank you for giving the time, right? And I think we've been trying to do this for like almost like two weeks now. So yeah, I really appreciate the effort and the time. So yeah, before we we get into the topic, I like, of course, I like to um, get my listeners to know you. And there's a way we do things here. So we actually give just 30 seconds for guests to introduce themselves. So here's why we do this. Uh, we, well, let me say, I believe, right, that um, if you have a smaller time to introduce yourself, you would most likely only say the very important things um, because many times we get, we tend to exaggerate ourselves a little bit, but with a shorter time, you can pick the most important things about you and yeah, introduce that to us. And we want to know everything. We really want to know everything from from a zero to now. Yeah, it's just 30 seconds, but yes, we want to know everything about you in 30 seconds. So um your time starts now. Alright. So my name is what we love actually and uh I'm a mental health care provider. And it's mental health. I help people going through mental health crisis. That's me generally what I do. And I'm a student. I don't know. Is that why? Of course. <laughs> Is that a second story? <laughs> yeah, then second just elapsed. <laughs> but please carry on if, if you want to carry on. Oh, it's fine. I'm I'm done. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I know for no problem. That's great. Uh, so what I like to do is I like to take um different parts of you know who you have described yourself to be and just dig into it a little bit. So, um, first things first things first. You're a mental health provider. I mean that's why you're here. That's exactly why you're here. Um, I, yeah. I've been trying to reach out to like expert to to talk about this um a very big issue which is like mental well-being, right? And um. So we're going to come back to that. So let's dig into being a student, right? How how have you found that studentship life? Like, okay, you provide this service that you're that you're good in, right? You want to be able to help people and all those things. How do you balance this with your own student life? Because I know that being a student alone is enough mental crisis. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So how do you, how do you personally how do you scale through? I think if you are really doing something you are passionate about, it doesn't feel like work in that sense. Mm. Because being a mental health care provider is something I love. Um, I'm really happy doing it because interesting. Especially, I like that, and fact that after my session or sessions with someone, yeah, they are speaking this and I, I had that impact on, on, on their life. So it doesn't really feel like work to me. It doesn't really feel like a task I have complete. So it's not really not really hard. But that's it. Wow, that, that's that's really amazing. Um what, what 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 do you study by the way? I study forestry. Forestry, interesting. Now I yeah, do I understand how that relates <laughs> With psychology in any way. So how so so let's um walk our way back into uh, you being a mental health provider. So how did it start? How did you discover that you have this um um potential to talk people into feeling better about themselves? All right. So I think in twenty nineteen, in twenty nineteen I I was going through a lot of mental health problems. And I didn't understand what I was going through, so I'll, I'll find myself quickly, uh, I don't mean quickly anything, right? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it passes. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, so I was just searching on 
trying to understand myself, trying to understand why I feel the way I do sometimes. Really, at that point, can you imagine saying to myself, I really didn't know anything about mental health. I, I didn't really care much about it. So, wow. uh, it took me a while to understand, to understand myself with that thing, to understand how the things I've gone through were affecting my behavior, where I was acting, where I do, and, mm. and, and all of that. So when I when I got to find, find out, when I really got to understand myself, I was like, no, that I have to um, spread more into this space, do more research, do more study, get training, and really help people. Because I think in this side of the world, we are, we are, we are getting better now. But before, we really didn't, we didn't take mental health seriously. Mm, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Telling Africa. Yeah. Yeah. That's that, that, that's really so interesting. In 2020. Yeah. In 2020, during the lockdown, mm-hmm. that's when I I started eating. But I, at that time, take training. Um, I I found out that people really needed that help because we're really broke. We're feeling um. We were scared when I say was a feeling of uncertainty. So, and it it felt like school work, school an escape for people for what they were going through at home. And now they have to talk at home with this. So, this is really needed help that that time. Wow, that has been really interesting, and I'm I'm going to. Before I, I go into anything next, I'm going to say thank you for being strong enough to think about helping people, even when you had to struggle with such issues. I think the best people we can get help from are people that have experienced what we have experienced and understand what it what, what it means to be in in a particular state. Like to me, I, I, when they say experience is the best teacher. I think somebody that teaches from experience is an excellent teacher. So yes, thank you for being strong enough to to, to do that. So you you mentioned something about taking professional training. So you you actually went ahead and um, studied to to become you know uh, a provider of mental health services. Yeah, I I think I up training. Uh, I work with mentally aware. Go to the same school, right? I and Miss Love actually. So we 
there was this experience in school, right? There was this suicidal case, right? That it really shocked a lot of people on campus. And um, somehow I got, I, I got to, I got to see some of the stories, you know, around this particular event. And it was really sad to see, you know, of course, there were different versions of, you know, you know, how, where something happens, there's always the gossip, the rumors and all that. But um, the closest thing to the truth that we have is that there were certain financial issues he was in, like a debt or something like that. And um, he also, this was someone that also did not have people to fall back to. I mean, um, they reached out to his parents and his parents were like, he should handle the situation himself and then they didn't want to know about however he mismanaged these funds um you know according to what we heard as well right according to what i heard rather there was also a period where his friends people that should, or should, say should be his friends kind of like turned back on him right and then well in, in in their defense if there is any form of defense, they didn't just want to associate themselves with someone that um, they thought would probably embezzle funds or things like that. That was the that was the narrative that we that I heard right um, around this entire scenario. And after the news came out, there was like a whole lot of opinions. You look at WhatsApp status and you see so many opinions about oh speak up don't do this do that and i, I just couldn't say anything like, throughout all those periods because i had very different views on how mental well-being should be treated and handled and yeah i was not entirely sure that, that even my own views were correct as well so i so i just said um since i have a platform where i talk about um things similar to this kind of and i was like let me bring someone that has some expertise in this field so that we, we really understand how we should treat issues like this moving forward. I think that um, the, the, way we, the way we treat the education of mental um, health and mental wellness in, in this part of the world is not entirely proper. We treat it like a, um, I, I don't know, I feel like we treat it with levity and we don't treat it with the importance that it requires. I don't think that the school, the school we 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 go to, that has that center, maybe like a mental health awareness center or something like that, where you can just walk into without the fear of being judged, and you know they accept you for for whatever situation you feel. I don't think it's it's present in the school. You know, there's just a lot of things that I'm missing. So I feel like we need to create that environment for ourselves, right? And it can only happen through proper, proper education and sensitization, and that's why we're doing this, right? Um, it's lovely. I asked you before we went on air, you said you actually were aware of the situation. When you heard about it, how how did you feel? What, what was running through your mind? I was, I was so concerned. That what to you. I was, I was quite sad about um. <sighs> Yeah, you said you saw it up on WhatsApp because it's it on a TV. I I just in terms of this, I eat to your WhatsApp. So I'm very sure that next the next thing I'm clicking is all that is saying of it. It's all that is saying of it and don't understand. Exactly. It's really, it's really, it's really annoying. It's really annoying that people I mean, well, the, the, the girl is dead and you are still, uh, yeah, still saying Things that are supposed to say, I don't, I don't know, I don't get that even with that. So, I'm, I, I feel sorry for him. I feel, I feel, next thing is up for the end of the day. I feel that, if there was, um, if there was a place where maybe it took out later, it was bent out or something that was. I don't think he got the help he needed because I was so upset at all his Facebook that it was talking about strength. But hopefully, nobody, nobody, I'm sure nobody, well, to my knowledge, nobody needs to help me. And 
So w- w- why do you think it's important to to um, use this choice of words? Because we're all wired to live, We all have to find out instinct. We're born. So for someone to get that point where they feel that their life is what living, you should know that there is something wrong on me. There is. Then it's that got it to a point where Okay, it's like this. If someone has cancer, and you get it done because of cancer, you don't get the profession. You don't get the that cancer that helps to that point? So, that's the same thing with mental health. Nobody actually wants to die. Nobody actually wants to die. But she comes to the point where she oh, I think my death will actually be better than my my living of it oh, and it's not it's not normal mm-hmm. not normal so so that actually told in support that that is it wow so 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 this means that we can we can we can say that suicide is it's is uh um it is is like a disorder itself like a disease itself so it's, it's all the line it should be within it's the reason why, why, um, why the suicide apples, that's the problem, that's what we should see. Because, uh, it's like, let me use this illustration. Okay. If, if you have an open sugar or one in your house, and you keep saying, um, no matter how much you kill the house, no matter how much your address is, um, then you still come, but there's something that is making it come. There's an open, there's where the, and that open uh only or yeah. So that's what yeah, that wrong should try to address is just the reason why that is happening. So that is what we need it shouldn't we shouldn't we get it focused. So according to me, actually you have to have one now. Yeah. Why would it say because it's it's just like uh, someone who is addicted to substance yeah. be addicted to smoking. Yeah. Smoking is not the issue. It's, it's the reason why you still go to sleep. Mm. get by mm. without smoking. Those reasons are what you want them. Uh, I see. If you address those issues, smoking will follow. Yeah. It's also similar to people that get obese, right? Um, yeah. So the they... You most likely want to keep eating because food can serve as as like um an antidepressant right so you want to yeah. keep eating to, to suppress those yeah. those feelings and then because so i feel like um because to be honest i eat too when i when i feel bad Not for that. yes i i actually <laughs> i i i stress it like when, when i'm stressed i i actually stress it but but i feel like um um People that eventually get obese, uh, besides the gene, the genetics, of course, um, they there's the fear of going back to that state they were before. So they want to like keep being in that state that suppresses those negative emotions, and the only way to be in that state yeah. is to keep eating. So that for me, once I stress eat, I'm done. It's it's, it's over. I can go back to my day to day, right? So, um, so yeah. So, so talking about trying trying to fix the the issues that that can lead to these things like suicide and um many other side effects of these situations how, how can someone get help like so i i feel like everybody wants to feel good everybody wants to feel better just like you said there's the survival instinct we all want to overcome whatever situation we are in right yeah. so it, so I, I I think that if you result to maybe smoking, like maybe getting high, using substance or or, or excessive eating that can lead to obesity, I think those are should I say easy routes to 
to run away from whatever situation you are in. So you want to um, keep, maybe you want to keep using because for some reason you feel like it takes you away from this, um, what's it called, from this reality kind of, um, or you want to keep eating because it just suppresses those negative emotions. So how does one not choose those easy routes? How do you actually approve, um, approach somebody and tell them about how you feel? How do you gather the confidence to do that? What does it take to do that? Yeah, okay. And just end up by saying that we know why I have to do like Well, why I have to be in community. You need to have someone that you have to be in community. So, uh, knowing that, knowing that, that, uh, we know why I have to do like by ourselves. It's like, I, I, I use the illustration, you know, like, uh, if you go to a very healthy field where there's far, like this field, yeah. it's, it's very hard for you to pull out a root, pull out a single, uh, a, a single craft, because all of our craft, the, their roots are entwined in each other. Yeah. yeah, so that's how we have to be for each other, holding each other down. So, having people in trust, having people, you know, in that community, but I'm saying this, if this thing doesn't mean I don't understand that for people, so actually, have this kind of people that you can trust and, um, yeah. you know, open up to be vulnerable. So, but, well, I'll, I'll start with people that have that. So, if you ask people that you know that talk about, there's something that we do in this generation. We know that they are six to their table. So seeing they are eating or something like normal. If our people are around you. I, I think the average the average would say ask people around them that care on them. But you think that you see the are are you aware or do you just put it on the like like I am just people that don't really care about you. Yeah. You get so uh, first that by determining people that care about you, uh, seeing them as it's it's not it's not it's not it's why it needs to be vulnerable. I I like people that can be vulnerable with me. I I see that strength because it, it takes a lot of strength for you to be vulnerable, for you to let go of someone, for you to allow someone to be be enough. It takes courage. It takes it, 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 uh, I'm not taking this at all. My, my, my secret or my issues are, are not called, I, I, it's not called special. Yeah. Because it, it's not trying to make this work. It's not trying to make this work for you. So, uh, but these days we have options of talking to professionals. That sometimes you don't even have to speak for. Where I work, one of these I work, it's very difficult. You can't always, you always have the option. That's really cool. That's really amazing. Thank you to you guys. Thanks a lot. Big time. Thank you for, for having that the free opportunity for everybody to, to just walk in and say, um, I need help. So, um, talking about being vulnerable to people and having people around, and just like you mentioned that, um, you, you are aware that certain people, we, we actually know how somebody they, they can yeah. trust. And because, so, so that's a people like you call me speaking to, um, this organization or things like that. So, um, even when you have people that you can trust, so th- there's this 
So there's, there's this study I was reading online. Um, was like, I can't remember exactly where I found it, but it, it's, it said, the study says rather that people prefer to, to talk to strangers than people they, they already know, whether those people care about them or not, because of the fear of judgment. Now, I may have people that care about me, around me, that I can actually talk to, but I am afraid of judgment, I'm afraid of being judged. Now, I don't know if they will judge me or not, right? But just because I know that these people know me, they know my flaws, you know, they know me that well, I'm afraid to, to talk to them and tell them this is how I actually feel. So maybe, maybe I have certain flaws, certain things that maybe these people complain about because they want me to get better, right? And I have hurt them in, in, in certain ways because of those flaws that I already have. But I'm still afraid to, to tell them, okay, this is what's actually going on in my head. And this is what is causing me to make this mistake that I've been making that I've actually lost you before. They're afraid of being judged like, oh, um, you're responsible however you feel. You know, even our parents, right? Even in the typical Nigerian household, you know, there's this meme around where you say, oh, um, as, a, as an African kid, you can't be going through outbreak in your house, you know. I don't know, even probably, and yeah, you have seen things like that. So, like, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, would we say our parents don't care about us, right? They do, they genuinely do, but that sometimes you feel like you will be judged or they won't just understand and things like that. Yeah. So, how do, you, how do you deal with that kind of scenario? So the question I'll ask is, uh, I'll, I'll start by answering your question with a question. So those people around, those people around you that you, that really, that you think it's true and they really know you and you are scared of being judged, they really know you. That's the question. You don't really know you because if you are scared of being judged and they are scared that, uh, so they are they, they are going to see you in a trail with them that that they see you before. They maybe they don't really even want you to begin with. Because people that really know you when when you talk to them, they understand you. They know that oh uh this is this is what you are going through, this is what this is um how the things you are going through affect you and they really see you, they understand you. Then there's this um so being seen, right? Being seen is is really more than more than physical thing. If if they are looking for if you are looking for people that actually see you, they are people that know you or know every part of you. Right? Know know every everything. Not have you react to things, understand you, so that people that really see you. So those people that you are talking about, do they really see you? They really know you for who you, who you are. They really know uh, in depth about you. Or there are people that they are just, they just know a part of you that they, that they just, that you should. And I, they, they have an idea of that they have in their head. They just think, oh, this is who you are. This yes. is who you are supposed to be. The direction of you they have in their own heads. Exactly, exactly, exactly. For example, most African girls, like you said, they, they don't really even know their children. Yes, yes. They don't really know their children. So that's why that that's why there's that fear of coming out then of letting them know because they won't they won't even be able to relate. The idea of you they have as this 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 other person you are trying to introduce to them. They not they can't relate. They can't. It, it's not. In math, we don't math. <laughs> So I think the formula to, to figuring out who you should actually talk to is people that genuinely care about you and then at the same time there must be people that really know you or yes. be ready to, to show who you truly are to, to this person that cares about you. So I, I see like if we, so that's why, that's why I, I said um, earlier that the campaign um, against, uh, the, the campaign for mental wellness is not done as I believe it should, right? Um, I'm, I'm happy that we are having those conversations now. I'm happy that um, right now our generation is pushing, you know, 
this this conversation and this um, campaign right now because I feel like um, anybody should be able to should be able to open up to people that matter to them. I, I should be able yeah. to walk to, walk up to my parents and, and tell them. Um, yeah, yeah, that's how it's supposed yeah, to be. Right, I should be able to tell them. Okay, this is who I am. I I don't actually like this thing. This is what I prefer to do, and and that is why I behave this way, or that is why I I ignore certain things intentionally because I don't just want to associate myself with this thing. That you know, it's it's uh, it's something we need to educate people more, right? And yeah. And this has just been on one side. This thing, I, I, I think it, it's double-sided, right? It's not just all about a person feeling terrible, a person feeling bad, a person feeling any sort of way, right? Um, it's not just about how they feel and how they want to go ahead and talk to somebody. The next thing is, how do you truly listen to someone when they speak to you? So. There's something I, I, I always try to do. No matter what anybody says to me, if you type a text to me, I I try to read beyond just these words, right? Especially when they are text and I can't hear your voice. I try to read beyond. And if you're talking to me, it helps me better because I can listen to the way you talk and listen to like your tone pattern or things like that. I can probably guess where you're talking from. Because... There, there are so many times, I think I was saying it in one of my previous episodes, that somebody will be, will be probably shouting at the top of their voice, you know, talking like they are angry. But the reality could be that they are actually talking from a place of sadness, right? Yeah. And, and everybody tries to fix their anger, telling them, oh, sorry, um, calm down. But that's not what they want to hear, right? It could just be a particular situation that is triggering some... Um, cold, dark memory that they have had that, that really makes them sad and that is why they are really, really being defensive against things, right? Then how, how do you build the ability to, you know, really listen to people, understand what they are going through and probably use that information to, you know, say the right things to them and or maybe connect them with um, experts like you. You know, how do you listen such that you can identify patterns that look like this person is struggling and I, and um, something needs to be done now. All right. So, for someone that's not a professional, yes, flower, this work, L, or even the space breaking, my thoughts about them. Yes. If I say it to, if I say that, just allow this person to in this moment, it is not about um, you, the listener. It's all about the person that is talk and or their mind. They are the only one that matters in your thoughts, your opinion, your uh, even your advice. Don't really need to make it for that thing. Because some, sometimes when we talk, they, there's a way talking to someone can put this in perspective for you because why are talking to someone about something you are going through it's very possible you start seeing initials by yourself mm. so don't allow this person to expect himself even a safe safe extended himself and also when you are listening to someone don't listen, don't, don't listen with uh, don't listen through the lyrics of your own experience mm. and as I said this is only about this Nice talking to you. So, yes. Listen to the of their experience. Just think, just think, based on our, based on the things they told you, and that all the things uh, in counseling, we don't assume things. Mm-hmm. We don't just assume and say, hey, this is why I'm just acting like this. Um, this is your problem. This is. No, you always ask questions. I, I always wonder, someone that is not a professional, it's just argument with you know, uh, someone they are helping. Why someone that is a professional always takes time to ask questions? Because when I have the information I'm going to work with, information I, information I get from you, and that's all. I'm not going to pattern you um, after someone else has spoken to you. Mm. Because not to experience that thing takes 
exact same can happen. But if people are different, so the way they are able to interpret from the way that other person I talk to what they perfect. So don't just think through the rest of your experiences and yeah, let them know that everything you talk to you about the is confidential. So that allows help people open up more. And another thing is empathy, right? So I I would say this that you don't really need to understand exactly how the person feels empathize with him. You don't know it I, I might have a client now that it's been something I've never been before. So I don't really know how I can't really relate to that feeling. But still I can empathize because like I said in the beginning, it is not about me, it's about yes. them. So their emotions are valid. What however the feel is valid. Oh, so wow. I will empathize with them based on that because I know yeah this person is going through something that is very 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 real to them. All the animals that everything you're feeling is real to them. They are always doing real life experience right now. Yes. So I'll be able to empathize with them over here. So I think that's all. In that there's something worth talking about and counseling is not about being advice. What I was, what I saw, what I see people these days is why you when you try to open up the door, what they give up to give advice and uh some some people even go to in extreme learning for you must understand what I'm saying. You must take it as like it's not about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. People who are not right. Most the highest you can do is suggest okay. I suggest you do this. So if the person not able so they will really uh take that out it was not it was not a right it was suggestion. So it's suggestion. You might either take it or not take it. So Funny thing, I, I was just about to head into that part where, um, where where you want to, so, so for me, for example, to be honest, I'm I'm somebody that that likes to really provide solutions. Like I am, I'm very solution driven. If anybody comes to me and tells me, um, something like it, like this is what what they're going through, I'm always thinking about how can I, what, what can you do next? To be honest, that's my natural. In, I say instinct. <laughs> I'm always thinking about what are you going to do. I, of course, I, I I would normally ask the questions to them that okay, what do you think he wants to do? What do you want to do? Right, and then many of the people I, I ask, it's not like I'm not a customer or anything, but <laughs> I mean like for well, every single time I've found myself in this situation, there's always a, a um something synonymous to being clueless like i don't know what to do so at that point i always want to step in and say okay these are the things i think you should do now yeah this is me giving the suggestions but to be honest i i kind of always try to find a way to bring the conversation to the point of what next because i don't know personally i just think and it's how i treat my own personal my personal life so whatever it is i'm going through at a particular moment, I just ask myself, what next? Is this, do you consider this right to do? So then, uh, then they will begin to write it or not. I won't, I won't say that stage one, but some people, that really works. So, okay. uh, in this kind of situation, let me be a lot wider and not then okay to ask, to ask the person, what do you want? Do you want it's just listen to you or you want me to be help find out find the solution to this thing. But what I what I found out over uh in about two years now confident is that people just want to experience their feelings. People just want to experience that thing. So when someone reached out to me for instance and says honestly this is what I'm going to I'll begin to ask questions that make you talk more about how you feel about the situation. Uh, how has it affected you? How do you feel? How does it make you feel? Um, they'll just begin to unfold and explore and talk about every aspect of uh, this particular thing. And it might only lead to us talking about more, uh, more things that they didn't know what was the issue. Yeah. So allow people to talk, asking open-ended questions. Open any questions or questions that will lead them to talk more, not close in big questions that are just yes, yes or no answer. Yes. Yeah. So, 
So nice. So um, when it comes to, to I think when somebody says that they want to come for advice, I, I think it's clear. It's either you have um something you can suggest or not. It's either you know something about what they what they require or not. When when it comes to the part of just listening, how how do you listen? Do do you just stay there and um tell them, oh yeah, I understand? Because I feel like um people. So I, I think I've read because while while I was like um preparing the the thought process for the for this episode, I, w- I was reading some things and um there were there were certain articles that said they don't really want to hear that you understand them because I mean somehow they are trying to understand themselves. So, so I, I mean there's like a there's some what was the word uh I can't find exact word but like there's just some issue with saying you understand them so but what do you say when you want to just listen like what do you what do you do how do you listen do you just sit there and listen to them or do you just and then when they are done you just say oh good talk how how exactly like does that work okay okay so i understand the correct you are asking my opinion but what i think Suggestion on how you can listen correctly. Yeah, how how do you listen correctly? That's it. All right. So I just I just give you an example. Yes. So what I just did by asking you this question is I tried to paraphrase what you said. I understood oh, what you said. Well, I was first make you know that I understood what you said, so you feel understood. You know that I'm with you. That's a whole thing. Wow. Uh, yeah. Cause that's. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was. <Yeah. laughs> it was. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's one of the ways. There are listening skills, right? Mm-hmm. There's reflecting, there's paraphrasing, there's uh, attending. Mm-hmm. So active listening skills. So, but let the person know that I'm with you. There's a way you can. I understand what you're saying, but you might not know that I understand what you're saying. Mm. So, uh, and there are sometimes I'll, I'll need clarity. So, I will, I will, I will take you back and ask, okay, is this what you meant? Or it sounds like this is what, this what, this what I heard you say. And if, if, if I'm wrong, you correct me. Mm. So, just. Wow. Just, yeah. That, that, that was really cool. That paraphrasing, I, I did have an idea. <laughs> wow. I was still wow. That that's that's really nice. Uh oof. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Um it's it has been super super insightful. And you know, it's to be very honest, I, I think I feel embarrassed when I say this. There was actually a point in my life where I thought therapy was not a thing. Like <laughs> I don't know what the new world I was thinking about then, but I, I really just felt like it was it was not necessary. And um and I think it's something related to something you said um, about how people perceive the world from their own point of view and not just from the point of view of whoever is talking to you. Because yeah. I, I I I used to be, right? Because even I experienced something like few months ago that really, really took me to, to the lowest I've been in a long time. And um, before then, I thought I could overcome anything. Like uh, several things would happen to me, and the next five minutes, I'm I'm off it. So I used to I used to look at everybody the same way. So when anybody tells me that they're battling with something that happened to them two months ago, I'm always like, <laughs> sometimes I feel like they are doing it to themselves. Sometimes I feel like I think you just enjoy this feeling that you're feeling. That's why you have been there, right? Until I experienced it by myself, and I figure that mental wellness is 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 important. It's really important, and um, it's something I've been researching. Something I've been I've been talking about a lot because I feel like it's not talked about enough. So um, so yeah, thank you very much for doing this. I'm very insightful. So just before you go, I have one particular um controversy <laughs> to. I think you've thought on it a little bit, but I want to phrase it in particularly. And and the question is this: Is suicide an option? 
three code words. We found option. Um, you are right, it's a remake that's it. It's a new perfect question. Because um, if for someone we want to decide our accusations, for someone who is already thinking of, uh, oh, I think I should end all and or Sometimes they feel like they don't have any other option. Yeah. Most times, most times, in all the cases that have led to uh, the, the last suicide act, yeah. they always look like they have an option. So that's why the question is tricky because if we are trying to, if we are trying to be really understanding, if we are trying to take the world of people from their point of view. Twitter is actually an option for them. They actually see it as an option. But there's, there's, this, um, there's this guy that, that survived Twitter, many Kevin and he jumped off a, a bridge, I think in London, the name is Golden Gate Bridge. I don't know which country it is now. He said he left it out. He actually journeyed to the bridge. Like he took a boat and journeyed to the bridge. That he said something that actually struck me. He said he he moment he said going there. He didn't actually want to die. He was just looking for but he was going there with tears in his eyes and normally he felt like he had to do this, but he was he was looking for a reason for him not to do. He was he was in tears, but we thought for popularity. He only can find um unity help. But with all the dead with I and and um with no joining or no nobody nobody reached out to him, nobody asked him any question of well look at that thing on yeah. the bridge. So he said when he got when he got to the bridge and he eventually jumped off the bridge, right? He yeah. said the moment his hand left the meaning, he hardly regretted his action. And a lot of things that have said it, almost all the people who have survived suicide said that in, in the uh, instant second when they knew that, oh, there's no coming back from this, and they actually regretted their action. And he also said something. He said he didn't actually want to die, just, and that's the case for most uh, victims of suicide. He didn't actually want to die, he just wanted the life they know to end, he wanted all the pain they are feeling. To end and uh, it felt that was the only option we had. But it takes, it takes, uh, most times it always takes an external, external um, intervention to make them see that, okay, this is, this is not the only option we have. There are other things that uh, there is a better way to live. That there's a better way to skip past things that is happening to you. Yeah. Because let's be real, it is not an option. People will not do it. Yeah. It is not an option. People will not do it. So to them, to, to those people that are setting the last side right now, it's looking like a very good option. Because they're already feeling like it's boring to people around them. They feel like they, they can't body people with their issues again. If they just want to end it or you want to end free and not have to deal with all these issues that they're dealing with. But there's a better way to live. We know that because uh because we are we are not suicidal. We know that. But well, they don't know that. But they don't. Yeah. yeah, they don't know. They don't know that. So the story of that the story of that guy really really touched me when he said you know when uh Left the remains of the street, he started to take the action. Well, you were perfect enough to be rescued, he was rescued, and now he's, he's, he's talked about suicide and his accusation. Wow, so, that's, that's yeah. really deep. That's, that's really deep. I, um, when this case happened on campus, this was the same view I had. I I didn't talk about it. I, I didn't. I, I didn't say anything about it. I. I. 
I, I couldn't bring myself to say anything about it because it was it was too much to bear even for me and um and I, I felt the same way I felt if anybody is considering if anybody's feeling suicidal it definitely is an option to them it is yeah. an option I think what we need to to do as a, as an environment as a community is to help people to not choose it to give people reasons to not choose this option you know i see so many people say things like oh think about your parents think about your think about the people you hurt and i'm like that's in every world exactly it's uh, it doesn't work at all um, at all so so you know there's a lot of uh, views and angles that that stems from from pleasing other people you know we are we are yeah the society is really, really programming to pleasing somebody else, pleasing somebody else. So it's that even at the point of suicide, they are asking you to it's still the worry about It's It's crazy. It's crazy. Because at that point, the appearance doesn't matter. It's not about the appearance, it's about the appearance. It's about them. Yeah. It's a big extent of appearance from here. Nothing else should matter. Well, it's a very sensitive um, controversy, and yeah. I'm he- hearing from an expert that this is how these things work in the head of in the heads of these people. Um, it gives me a sigh, a sigh of relief. <laughs> so, thank you again, Mustafa, um, for doing this. I really, really appreciate it, and this is something that is important. And I thank you again for the strength to you know having faced um, on such issue. And still being able to now teach people or help people to, you know, grow from it. It's it's uh, it's, it's really amazing on what you do. And the fact that um your organization does it for free. I'm, I'm going to ask you for more information about your organization so I can um add it to the description of the episode so people can reach out. Um Yeah. We'll see you again. Thank you, thank you so so much. Thank you so much for doing this. Um uh, let me just add one more thing. Please. Uh, I have to ask you for last words as well. Yeah. So the organization I work with right, for free, that's for people that are not therapists. They're not therapists, they're counseling. Okay. okay. So there's another one I work with that they are, they are professional therapists, they are licensed therapists. Okay. Um, that's what really, really important. Really important. Right. So, okay. I don't know if you don't care. Oh. I have that. I think they have a partnership with the Student Union currently. With what? I think they have a partnership with the Fulda Student Union currently. Yeah, they do. Amazing, amazing. That's that's that's. Oh, well, we too. <laughs> wow, that's that's super super amazing. Um, I I will get more of this information from you and make sure I I make them available to um everyone listening to all our listeners. Um, thank you, thank you so much. For doing this with me again um do have you enjoy the rest of your evening <laughs>